0: Sometimes Welcome back to Gesundheit with Jacobus, Health Talk Radio. Now your host, Jacobus Hollowine. And thank you, Chadwick. Uh, thank you very much for that announcement. Uh, we are back for the last half hour today of Gesundheit with Jacobus, and we have, uh, we have a call? No, last oh. hour. You
1: said half hour.
0: That's what I mean, last hour. There you go. Thank you, Chuck. God, at least you're awake. I'm so involved in the topic. I forgot. Time flies when you have fun. Huh? We are talking with Dana Mikel, a licensed clinical professional counselor about intimacy, long-term relationships, specifically the intimacy, the the desire, sensuality, and healthy sexual relationships in a long-term relationship. And uh, we are discussing some very, very good stuff, in my opinion. Now, so what do we want to jump on in this last hour? Well, let's talk a little bit more about... uh
1: intimacy and desire and, and this idea that um, yeah it's a little it might be a little contradictory to how people might commonly think about it but just this sense that it's a strong sense of self that's needed uh, to create a space for desire in a relationship um, that we need two strong souls in order to make a strong, healthy relationship, um, it, in a strong sense of self is important because it creates separateness rather than fusion. It creates independence rather than dependence. And, and that's how you create a space between, uh, so that there is an erotic, so there can be an erotic space to come into. So the erotic involves out of a separateness and then a coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, it involves a wanting of wanting the other. And of course, that creates risk because when we want, we risk not getting what we want. That's a great point. And when mm-hmm. we want another, we want them to want us. That's, that's vulnerability. And yeah. so there's a tension in that, a tension with the other, a tension in this otherness. But it's just that difference, if you will, that creates the space that c- creates the erotic. So again, the erotic is in the space between. Um, And so the best way to improve intimacy and desire is by developing a strong, self-validated, differentiated self, to have a good, strong soul to bring bring to the relationship. Um, You know, very often people, couples come in and and they want to talk about their feelings. They want to be heard and they want to talk about how they feel. And there's this sense that a feeling, feelings are the final authority on what's going on. And I think that is a big problem in relationships that you can get very lost if you think that your feeling is the final authority, uh, because in a way that's just the beginning of the work, I see um, what needs to come after that. Okay. You feel that way. Why do you feel that way? What is your history and your meaning making your interpretation of events that brings you to feel this particular way about what's happened? Um, in other words, what's needed is not just an embrace of the feeling, but a, a, a self-confrontation about that feeling, about really looking at what am I really doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, I say I feel this way, but what's the nature of that response, really? Um, so yeah, this idea of confronting the self, of, of standing up strong, of, of not being reactive and defensive, uh, and being able to work things through. Again, this idea of growing up, And taking on our our human development, you know, as we go through the entire lifespan. Mm -hmm. Um, And what this involves is, I guess you can start to feel it, is that this idea of intimacy and and desire, that there's a tension that we actually need to maintain in a relationship between closeness, what we might call the intimacy, and uh, this desire, you know, to have an erotic life, which requires some separateness. Um, So if we have a strong sense of self, we have a sense of autonomy. And I think that autonomy promotes stable attachments. Um, in a, An autonomous person who's in, in an attached relationship, uh, you know, attachment requires autonomy. How can we attach to another if, we, if we're not able to stand separately? If we're just fused, it's not really much of an attachment. Um, mm-hmm. We've just turned into one. Um, so, I see. In order to attach, we need to have some autonomy. In order to come together, we need to have su- some separateness. They require each other. Um, the universe seems to work this way. You know how do we how do we have nighttime if we don't have daytime? And uh, Chuck was talking about our short summers here. How can we possibly talk about our short summers if we didn't have that winter by comparison? Correct. Uh, so, in order to have togetherness, we need separateness and, and attention between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, so this idea of being differentiated, being separate, it's the opposite of being emotionally fused. It's actually the opposite of being really close in the way we often think about intimacy. Um, fusion is togetherness, but it's, it's attachment without any separateness. But if we have a differentiated self, we have togetherness with separateness. And what I'm trying to suggest is that in order to have uh, a healthy, Sexual erotic life in a relationship, we need this differentiation, we need this separateness in order to create this coming together yeah um just a, a few statements about that um and you know the to create attention to actually deal with these things up front is very difficult it's mm-hmm. very challenging, mm-hmm. so uh, you know. So this idea that relationships are going to hit these stomach blocks, they mm-hmm. are going to get stuck. Mm-hmm. That desire is going to fade, and you are going to find yourself sexually bored at some point. Mm-hmm. That this is not a problem or the end of the relationship. This is just a developmental point that pushes us to grow. Correct. And very often we don't meet that challenge, and so we, you know, we, we won't grow, and we won't sustain the relationship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe intimacy isn't. Uh, Made so that we feel good. In fact, sometimes intimacy we're not going to feel very good at all. But intimacy is there to make us grow. That it will at times make us insecure and vulnerable, and that these are types of challenges. And, and that in a healthy relationship, the people take these challenges on, they work through them, and uh, and in this way, they continue to grow. Um, you know, yeah,
0: I'm, I'm thinking all of a sudden, um, I see more and more people in the process of losing weight. They feel that they want to lose weight because they feel it's healthier or them, which is fine. But I think there is often an underlying cause that there is a lack of uh, self-esteem and maybe they don't feel attractive anymore to the partner and feel that, and it may be an unspoken thing. Well, I'm just going to lose weight. I need to lose a few extra pounds. It may be an unspoken sentence that says I don't feel attractive anymore towards you and that has been the reason why I haven't been that close that intimate with you and to go on further if I if I or lose I'm going to go on a diet or if I lose
1: something. weight and I work out then i'll'll I'll, I'll, I will better fit this uh, cultural image of what I'm supposed to look like and that this will fix the problem yeah very much this idea of externalizing the problem yes and what I'm saying and, and trying to point out is that Yes, this is what we do. This is this is the, sort of the cultural standard. Yes. Uh, but that's not really the core of, of what I think of as, as, as real ongoing sexuality. Um, you might lose weight and you might in one way look better, but that is not necessarily at all going to have an impact on your sex life and
0: being, you know. That it is deeper or more intense
1: in fact you can
0: lose weight satisfying yeah.
1: yeah you can lose weight and do all those things and it's almost guaranteed that it will not change those aspects huh. of your life but yes it's an example of of the externalization of the problem if i just lose weight this if you would just do this then we would be fine if you would just listen to me you know rather than turning it around and bringing back into the individual taking on the personal accountability of what you're doing in the relationship um of working on your soul so that you have something to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really, um, yeah, it's all these externalizations. It's like the, the couple that came in and, and, and the husband was talking
0: about the, 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 the financial plan. Yes.
1: If we can yeah. get this together, we're going to be fine. Well, that was not the case. What he really needed to do is, is look at his emotional connection in his relationship and how that was... Um, it was suffering so much. And what he was doing is he was expressing, you know, his anxieties through through his finances. Uh-huh. Um, but not, not stopping to confront himself uh, about his feelings and his thoughts and, and how he was not, you know, um, he was not creating a space for his wife to be in or for the two of
0: them to be in. Right. It is a way to avoid intimacy. Could be. You know, talking about we t- we mentioned at the end of the last hour involving children in the relationship. That if uh, you got nothing else to talk about, let's just talk about the children. That doesn't always make you closer. and Or when the children are out the door, then you get got the empty nest, and they say nest because they hope it's going to fill up again with the grandchildren, you know? <laughs> so that they won't be alone have to deal with themselves. Yeah, so is this, is this okay, then uh, now we're going to focus on the grandchildren, and then you're growing old. But uh, meanwhile, that is not the work being done on the actual intimacy in the relationship that started this whole family to begin with, and 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 so things need to be done. Sometimes it is uh, indeed turning off the TV and reading a book together, or doing a game together, or being becoming more playful, like going on walks, talk about talk about your day, talk about what's going on, and and I think especially in a relationship, uh, it becomes very clear. That we need to be able to process our day. We need to be able to to share, to 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 unload, so that we get rid of the shield that shielded us that day, that 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 that, that created our feelings or uh, uh, the way we performed that day. We need to step out of that and be back in the relationship. So sometimes we want to process the part that is in front of our eyes that just happened that day. Get it out of there, and then all of a sudden we can see the partner again and be closer. Uh, As you were talking,
1: yeah, I I thought that, yeah, we sure do. We need to share our stories and we need to, and we we need to connect. Yeah. Um, and, and there you're talking about intimacy, uh, coming back, unloading, sharing stories, hearing about the other's day. Yeah. Then you talked a little bit about sort of showing yourself, exposing yourself. And I think that when we let the, uh, our partners see us, I mean, the real us, you know, the honest us, um and sometimes we'll do that in stories and talking but you know sometimes not that's where we start to create that 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 other space i mean to really show ourselves it's one thing to tell a story it's another thing to really reveal yourself and allow yourself to be seen by the other uh, again that vulnerable sense of you know being present and being offered um that creates a, a vulnerability um so yes we have the intimacy of telling the story and talking and connecting in that way and then there's this other aspect to the relationship of of not hiding of not having walls up as a common term uh that we're willing to um to be real with our partner to expose ourselves um and the the reason for that is that that creates the kind of connection and the kind of strength that will allow for an erotic
0: space yeah yeah, it's like peeling the onion in a way. There is a, there is a core that where we really want to connect, but it is sometimes hidden behind all the outer experiences that we have in the day or that that is going on in our own, health, own quest for better health or it is in the way that the children are doing things. And, and then in the long-term relationship, all of a sudden, the actual relationship is suppressed.
1: Well, this is hard work. I mean, I think yeah, it's it really, it's
0: impo- really important to
1: say that, you know, sometimes this is going to come naturally, but other times it's just going to be hard work. Again, it's not always going to make you feel good to be intimate, close to somebody. It's, but what it should do is really push you to grow at times. Um, it's going to, you're going to be insecure. You're going to be vulnerable sometimes. If yeah. you're not willing to do that again, to, to reveal yourself, it's going to be very hard to grow. Um, just a few other thoughts about this, you know, Again, a solid sense of self develops from confronting yourself, not confronting your partner, but confronting yourself, mm-hmm. challenging yourself to do what's right and earning your own self-respect. Um, another way to think about it, people who cannot control themselves control the people around them. If, right. you, if you rely on someone else for a positive, reflected self, you invariably try to control them. So you know, are we are we engaged in these uh, struggles of power and control and trying to be in control to ease our anxieties, or are we willing to be with our anxieties to share them? Um, yeah, to reveal ourselves. Are we strong enough uh, to again enter that way of being which is constructive and creative, which is not defensive,
0: which is you know not shut down but open? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is the um, the book by Dr. John Gray, "Men Are for Mars, Women Are for Venus." He just came out with a new book, uh, "Venus on Fire, Mars on Ice," uh, more developing on this whole principle of the duality between male and female and the way that we express our feelings and desires uh, that 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 we need to understand in order to come closer together. Um, I'm thinking as you're talking, my, the thought all of a sudden comes up. We have learned more about relationships and about creating intimacy. When we go, are we sometimes overdoing it in this day and age? Is is it is it because uh, women have found a place in society where they actually where, where they're equal with men, which in my opinion they've always been, but. It, it seems like society keeps talking about women have been suppressed for a long time and just had to obey the husband and that's the way it was and they were supposed to have children and stay at home in the kitchen. And obviously, that was a very wrong sense of, of balance. Now, it, it, women are expressing themselves so well for the last 30, 40 years, more and more um, men have because of this have 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 actually shown a certain weakness that are not the stronger sex so to say has that created certain conflicts that has all of a sudden brought this whole topic that we're talking about today more to the front as being an actual issue that was never addressed in the past well my sense isn't that we're overdoing
1: it at all um in the sense my uh, in fact my sense is that we're we're not doing enough about it that we're not doing enough to, to support and encourage and, and assist people having you know successful relationships um I actually think there's just an enormous deficit in a general cultural knowledge about how to do this um you know and the idea of uh you know the divorce rate might not I think speaks to that Yeah, yeah um, yeah certainly there are Real big changes going on in society and culture. And, and even in fact, this recent economic recession, I've read a number of pieces about how, yeah. uh, that has impacted male employment more than female employment. Is it created a, uh, more than ever before a situation where men are at home taking care of children and women are out working? I see. So of course those kind of things affect the politics of, of, um, a relationship. And yet again, in terms of maintaining intimacy and, you know, uh, in, An erotic life at the same time, I don't think that changes the core issues. It may change the subject matter and the content. And yet, in order to maintain desire and to maintain a healthy intimacy, it's still going to require the same work from the individuals. Yeah. And it says, I don't think we're overdoing it, but not necessarily, it doesn't seem that we're doing it in the right way that's really helping
0: people out and really, really being constructive. That's really interesting. Uh, are we talking about the same thing here? That a lot of books have been written about relationships and intimacy and sexual desires, uh, and you, you feel we're not still not hitting it the right way, or are we talk about something different?
1: Well, no, I think that's a part of it. Um, and, and an awful lot of the past work has been on this idea of sexual functioning. I mean, a minute we start talking about someone having low libido, we're st- starting to talk about functioning, and,
0: and I think that we have. A, immediately oversimplified the situation. I see. Mm -hmm. So um, So what you're saying is is if we do the inner work, then the functioning will be just fine. Well, I don't think the functioning is going to be very good unless there
1: is the the inner work, at least not sustainable in a committed relationship. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think what we're starting to find out is that it's not just about a physical performance and it's just, for instance, not whether a man can get an erection or, you know, a woman can get moist or not. I mean, these are really gross oversimplifications. Those performances are, are impacted enormously by our, our emotional experience, our spiritual. Experience yes. and in a relationship yes. on the history of the relationship and where that particular couple is at any given point in time. Yeah, you,
0: you, in a way, you feel that as the couple is together longer, it should get easier and better. And the, in a way, it is deeper and they know each other. But it seems like we're we're skipping. The uh, the sexual relationship and the intimacy and the desire it seems like well no keep we don't keep working on it and and yes you're talking about uh, women and men m- men going through the midlife crisis women going through menopause and the physical effects that it has on both but at the same time you can sometimes wonder emotionally um, is are the emotions the real reason why uh, these the functionings are not happening and that's what you're bringing up right now
1: well and again it, what it brings back to my mind, this idea of sexual attitudes, yes. you know, and, and, and how, how we engage this part of our life. I remember I was at a seminar and they showed this video and they showed there was, it was an older couple. They were in their seventies and they showed this older couple in bed, you know, um, making love. And it, it really pushed the boundaries of your attitude about, you know, who's having sex and who isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we need to and again the whole idea in talking about attitudes very often we need to broaden our attitudes about this mm-hmm. we need to open ourselves up and it's yeah it's not a simple matter of functioning it's not a simple matter of medication or this or that but it is a question of engaging the whole soul the whole human being mm-hmm. um, create a place for passion alright
0: we'll be right back